And I'm Dan Kurtzke. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 144. Yes, this is the I didn't have the baby yet episode. Well, by the time they hear this, you've had the baby for like three months. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, by the time they hear this, I'll definitely have had the baby. But yeah. as the time that we record this, by the very fact that I'm on the episode <laughs> live. Live? Yes. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you're you're hearing my voice live. Oh, okay. As opposed to me pre-recording something to play in my absence. The funny part is you think we'll do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the funny part is I'm the last one that touches the episodes before it goes up. Yeah, and I know for a fact you don't check anything. You just, you barely even post them. <laughs> Anywho. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I can't really debate that. But I will. Remember back when you started writing synopsises for my Mosaic episodes blatantly without ever listening to them? Yes. You was... just you just made up things. <laughs> oh, man. There were, there were occasions where I, like... I'd, you know, pull out the issue of Mosaic that I knew that you reviewed. I'd flip through it and look at the pictures, and I'd write a synopsis based on that. Like, what crazy ride does John go in, go on this time? <laughs> it's, one thing's for sure, it's in space. Uh, that, that was, that was gold. I gave you gold. Oh, that's what that was. <laughs> Well, I know you certainly didn't give me any synopses to post. Listen, I did sometimes. <laughs> I actually, like, a while ago, I went back and I looked at those, and there were some where I was like, what the hell was Jim thinking? And then I re remembered that I wrote it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, anyway... So today we have a couple of pop topics and uh, a little bit of news. So let's jump right into the first topic. Now, just for anybody who uh, doesn't know, because I didn't know what this was until you told me like three minutes ago, a pop topic is a topic that you pop on me out of nowhere. Is that how you, what, what we're saying? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that you've, use the term before never because i know that i did not invent the term pop topic i've never no this is my first encounter with this well okay then then i invented the term pop topic and it's going to refer to a topic that i just pop on you at the last second so you have no time to prepare for it and you just try and come up with uh, some answers as best you can on the spot. Nobody use this. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we'll have to worry about that. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... So my topic is... Uh, the top five stories from Green Lantern history that you would like to see them revisit. What do you mean by revisit? Revisit as in do a follow-up, a sequel, or a retelling. Hmm. 
thing. Mm-hmm. Shall I start? I think you shall. Okay. Um, I'm going to start off with uh, Zero Hour. All right. Now, I definitely don't want to see them redo it, but, you know, when you look at the concept of Zero Hour, and I don't know, it might not even be in continuity anymore, but the cool thing about Zero Hour is that you have Parallax, Hal Jordan, you know, he's like traveling through time, you know, he can pop up anywhere. Like, now here we are, you know, presumably several years in the future or five minutes in the future, according to DC continuity at the moment. It would be cool to either see, you know, Parallax pop up and, you know, well, Parallax, Hal Jordan pop up and interact with uh, the characters now or, you know, in some kind of story. Or even, like, if they had, like, a story that's already happened, like, how they did the uh, Untold Tales of Blackest Night. Like, how cool would it be if, like, you had, like, you know, one, like, tiny little story where it just has, like, Hal Jordan as Parallax pop-ups. You know, he pops up during uh, Blackest Night. He looks around and he's like, you know, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Better wipe out the universe quickly or something like that, you know? (laughs) But, I mean, like, you know, I, I always thought that was a really cool story, so to see them revisit that would be would be pretty cool. No, I think they've done them all. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh this is like such a broad question. Oh my god, I mean, I suppose they could always do like Brightest Day Part Two or something. That would be all. That'll be good. Okay. Maybe uh... a. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Brightest Day Part One wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they should do they should do the spiritual successor of the Dark Things, <laughs> sponsored by Guinness. Um, um, I don't know. I think I'd like, well, I think you're going to go, to go somewhere completely different with this than I am, but I kind of like to see them kind of go back and play with some of the Green Lantern stuff they introduced into the... I'll say the various incarnations of the Legion, whether that means like, <clears throat> like uh, Kyle's descendant Carrie Wren in the the uh, the Archie Legion or the all the Sodom Yat stuff going on in Legion of Three Worlds, which continued into like the regular Universe Legion after that, which I haven't heard about them touching on in the last like, nine months or so, so I'm assuming they just kind of stopped with that. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's always, like, it's always one of those things where where they don't want to super connect any present-day superheroes to the Legion's future, because then you start to, you might get in danger of locking yourself into okay, this is what's going to happen to this and this, so you have to kind of keep it a mystery, or or their historical records are incomplete, or whatever. <laughs> so I, I I understand them not wanting to have like Green Lanterns flying around because then it's like, well, what happened in between, and why doesn't anybody know? That could, that just becomes a problem after a while. But at the same time, 
they seem to like to tease us with it every couple of years. So, like, I would like to see that revisited and expanded on. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, you know. <clears throat> and, I mean, there's a million ways to get around the idea. Like, like if you have Sodom yet in the future and it's blatantly the same one from the present, you could say something happened, like, like he went, he lost his mind or something over time, or he blacked out because of trauma or what or whatever. He just doesn't have, he's not, you know, in Air Bunny's human anymore or whatever. So like, like you could do any number of things for, for why he doesn't remember specific details that would spoil stuff, or, or why he doesn't want to talk about or remember certain stuff. But I don't know. Maybe it's too slippery of a slope, but I would like to see them play with that a little bit. Well, I mean, you know, you also have the the whole concept that, well, look, there's been several legions already. Mm-hmm. So who's to say that there's not another legion out there where there are, you know, tons of Green Lanterns flying around and, you know, it, it never did die out at all. There was no, uh, you know, time where... There's, you know, there were no Green Lanterns or anything. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if this still holds up, but Legion of Three Worlds introduced the idea that every version of the Legion that ever had a series is still in continuity. They're just each from a future from a different planet or a different Earth in the 52. Right. So, you know, in theory, there could be another, like, 47 Legions out there, you know? So, yeah, and and the one that you know is currently in comics might not even be the future of the Earth that we're currently reading. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah. Okay. What's your next one? Uh, well, I'm also gonna go with uh, future stuff, and uh, I think it would be interesting if they touch on the uh, the Paul Manning stuff again. Paul Manning. Paul Manning being uh, Hal Jordan, his uh, alternate identity in like the, oh. you know, was it the 63rd century or something like that? Yeah, isn't that the, with like that, didn't Chip fall in love there or uh, something? Salak did. That was it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's an identity, so different Green Lanterns could, you know, go there and be the protector for this, you know, this place as Paul Manning. So they wouldn't have to be Hal, but I don't know. I think, uh, I think they could definitely do something with that. Hmm. Yeah. That's more of a loose concept, but I'd like <laughs> to see it happen. Yeah. I mean, that one, that one would almost be interesting to like, just take a character off of earth for a year and then drop them back in. You know, yeah, that kind of story, where it's like, like I don't know who I would necessarily want to go or whether or not I would want. Uh, I can't decide which would be more interesting to have the character leave and then come back, or to go with the character and not see Earth. You know, or like present day, whatever. Well, I mean, with four Green Lanterns. And- <laughs> or five now, and four different Green Lantern books, presumably you would see both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. okay, well then, who who would you like to see 
take, you know, spend a year, you know, in the future. If you could also see the adventures happening on Earth with the other Green Lanterns. My knee jerk is Kyle. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know, I mean, we already, I, Hal already did it, and I don't think Guy would go, and it doesn't feel like a John kind of story. Mm-hmm. Like, Kyle, especially, like, like when you're going to do this kind of story, you put, like, your ultimate everyman cipher into it. Right. So, it'll make sense for him. Plus, he's got the least amount of ties to present-day Earth. Right. So, it's like, <clears throat> you know, what happens if that starts to feel like more home to him than here? That would be a cool story. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely, Kyle could definitely fit very well, especially with the concept that he did very well when he was the only Green Lantern. So, you send him into the future where he's the only Green Lantern, you know there's definitely a chance that he would thrive there. Although, I do think that Guy, you know, I think it would be interesting also if they sent Guy into the future, just because, like, he has ties, and he has a lot of friends, but, you know, like, that that's part of the thing that would make it interesting if you take him away from all that and see him try and react and create a new identity, you know, in a completely foreign environment. Yeah. I don't know. I think he would see that as running away, and I don't think he would go for that. Well, I, you, I, I don't think you could write that story where he would go intentionally. Like, he would have to have been sent against his will. That that would ha- be the, the guy story, I would think. Yeah. Well, I mean, an obvious one for me <clears throat> is I'd like to see some sort of follow-up to Mosaic. Yeah. And even, I mean, I thought, like, I've thought about this over time, and, like, there's, like, there are, like, there's enough, I guess I'll say blank spots where the spotlight was so entirely on Kyle that they have more than enough uh, wiggle room to say, like, well, this is what was going on over here and with this character and that character that we just weren't seeing because the focus was, like, super focused <laughs> on on Kyle Rayner and his neighborhood in Manhattan. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> like, I don't know, like, like, uh, what even, like, you could say, because it really, it, honestly, when they went from, they went from the end of Mosaic to Emerald Twilight, and by the time Emerald Twilight began, had completely forgotten about Mosaic. <laughs> <laughs> like the the first the first or second issue of Emerald Twilight was supposed to have like John Stewart in it as his end of Mosaic self, where he basically was like empowered as a guardian and all this stuff, and that didn't happen. <laughs> it's like and like, but just some like not even so much like as a John Stewart's story, but, like, I'd like some follow-up as, like, as to, like, what happened to that, that hodgepodge city community, because, like, that never got answered or referenced, ever. 
Like, yeah. presumably that it maybe exploded when Kyle blew up Oa? I don't know. <laughs> and, like, and there was, like, there was one Kyle issue early on. I think, do you remember when he went around trying to get trained by, like, Batman and Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel? Hero Journey. Yeah, like, the issue right before that. Or Hero he, Quest? Hero Quest, I think yeah. it was. Like, the issue right before that, he <clears throat> met up with John and... They, I think they were having like a campfire in the middle of a street or something weird, and one of this these, this giant berserker alien showed up, just showed up in the middle of the street in New York, and was pissed off at John for laying the mosaic fail, and Kyle beat him up and went home, and that was that was it. That's the only mention to it I've seen since Emerald Twilight. Well, what about uh, um. Dark Stars. I honestly, I've never read Dark Stars. I don't know what they go into in there. Well, what you call it? John was a Dark Star, correct? Yep. So, and that's where he his uh, legs got broken. Yep. So, I don't know. Like maybe maybe they touched on it at some point in that. Possibly, like that's something I do. I do intend on eventually getting and reading that series. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it seems like it would be really easy for them to to touch on the fact that he's not a Green Lantern anymore and not mention Mosaic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely easy to see, you know, to guess that they wouldn't touch on it. And I'm sure that even if they did touch on it, there's a whole bunch of stuff that they still could go back and revisit. Yeah. And plus, like, it's, it would be really easy to explain away, like, okay, you know what? Ganthet popped up in Kyle's book, like, twice every nine months. Yeah. So he could have very easily, like, like relocated this city somewhere else. And maybe they've been, like, I think it would be awesome if the Mosaic City kept going somewhere. And, like, because this story I always had in the back of my head, and I might have told you this before, I don't remember, was that... You know, after choosing Kyle, Ganthet left, and he basically he moved the Mosaic City because it was going to be too vulnerable, and all this crap just went down on Oa. And he, wherever he put it, he was kind of keeping watch over it. Right. And but once once things started happening, because he eventually like didn't Ganthet eventually start like he joined himself to Hal or something to try and control Parallax or uh, whatever. I don't even remember anymore. But the point is, eventually Ganthet had to go somewhere else. So, like, maybe, like, the controllers or somebody come along and they they start, like, experimenting on, like, the residents of this city now, and that could be, like, part of where they were, like, getting their research for, like, their effigy program. Oh. And then, like... And the controllers are telepathic, so that could explain why John doesn't remember any of it. They could have, like, assaulted him as a group, wiped his mind, maybe got him, like, (laughs) physically removed that ring he swallowed and just sent him on his way. (laughs) That'd be cool. I'm waiting for a check, DC. My next one, uh, what you call it? So there was a time where the Guardians 
they uh, they just kind of like uh, met up with the the Zamorans. <laughs> they decided, uh, you know what? Let's go. Uh, let's just leave the universe and make some babies, some cosmic babies. <laughs> and they blinked out of existence for a while. And somewhere along the lines, they came back, and it was never mentioned ever again. Uh, the, the the offspring, you know, completely forgotten about. Uh, even the Zamorans, I think, looked different after they after that happened. <laughs> <laughs> the Guardians, I guess, uh, decided. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not actually really sure why they would want them to look differently than the way they used to look. Once you go blue, it ruins your life. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to see, like, you know, what the hell happened to that. Like, even if it was something, like, completely out of the blue, like, that's what gave birth to the monitors. Huh. You know, like, they left the universe, they give birth to some kind of, like, super race and since they're outside of the universe, like, time and space is just kind of like, it doesn't really mean anything. So they end up being monitors to monitor all of the space and the different universes and whatnot. Hmm. Not that I particularly like the monitors, but, I mean, you know, something. <laughs> I'd like to see them revisit Blackest Night, because they haven't put, published enough Blackest Night books. So. <laughs> Screw <laughs> um, <through> you! <laughs> Although I would take more Blackest Night Untold Tales. Yeah, that's a given. Yeah. Damn you and your general questions. Yep. Um, you know what would be nice? What? If if some of the 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 supporting characters for a bunch of these guys would just, would kind of start to trickle back in. You know, people like, like, you know, Tom Kalamaku, who's, he's essentially there in spirit these days. Yeah. <laughs> or like, um, uh, like, like Kyle, like, he, it, we, <laughs> during that decade, we got to know, like, half the residents of Kyle's building and the guy that owned the building. And then just poof. Gone, yeah. you know. Especially if Kyle is, does have an apartment in the city again. Yeah. Like I want to see Radu's coffee shop and Radu with the big old mustache, and they can, you know, if they want a new Fifty Two away, the weird KGB backgrounds of some of these people, that would be great too. But, uh, <laughs> um, but not necessary. Yeah. No. I mean, as long as he's like an awesome guy with a big mustache in a coffee shop. And like you got like all like the neighbors and friends that Kyle had during those days, and and the person that is supposed supposedly one of Hal Jordan's best friends, who's not a superhero, who's like one of his oldest and earliest confidants, and, and I don't know, uh, maybe maybe it's just just the affinity I've gained in the last couple of years for Doctor Who, but like like. A companion to the sci-fi character is just as good as the sci-fi character, so I, I hate seeing that kind of stuff drop off. Yeah. You know, I mean, hell, like, I, you wanna, even if they're not going to pursue it, like, have Cowgirl show up and be like, oh, hey, I still work, like, right next to you. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I mean, you know, truth be told, Hal hasn't, like, flown a plane in, like, how long? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And hey, what about, like, wasn't there that third guy with them? Like, they were all, like, POWs together? Did the third one make it out alive? I thought so. I don't even remember that. Like, they were, like, they had that ceremony, and all three of them were holding, like, the links in their chains or whatever. Oh. Yeah, the third one, he started drinking a lot, and things didn't really go well for him. Oh, well. It's a shame. Yeah, well, I mean, even Terry from from, uh, Kyle's run. Yeah, he, like, because they did that whole whole hate crime storyline. Yeah. And he recovered, he got out of out of the hospital and he started doing like like talk show circuits to try and raise awareness and whatever and and it was weird like he just dropped off the face of the earth I, I remember like one issue like we had been seeing him every issue and then he went to see like his dad or something and there was nothing particularly end-ish about it and then he just Never showed up ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well when, I mean, when Kyle's series ended, I mean, like, really, the only the only uh, thread that they decided to close off was Kyle's mother. She she yeah, she ab- died like right around the end of that series, right? Yeah. Well, made like major force. They they thought major force killed her. But then he's like, haha, that wasn't your mom. And then, like, she died at the end of the Ion 12 issue oh, thing. Right before Sinestro. Yeah, right. Which was weird. I don't know why, I don't know why Major Force had a perfect replica of Kyle's mom's head, but <laughs> it came in handy. Oh, God. Yeah, the end of that series just kind of. <laughs> yeah. Oh! Can I. Can I segue into my next one really quick? Because I, I just thought um, of it. You can't hold it till after my next one? Alright, fine, okay. go. <laughs> uh, my next one is going to be Circle of Fire. Hmm. Yes. Now, granted, Circle of Fire is an entire storyline that was due to kind of like, you know, Kyle's subconscious basically taking a life of its own through the use of the willpower and the ring. And he created like five other green lanterns. Um, so they didn't actually exist yet. They were all like, you know, really interesting concepts. So like, I don't know how they would go about doing it. Maybe say that, you know, Kyle gets hit by some kind of like willpower bomb or something like that, and it goes off in his subconscious, and it pulls these characters out again, and they help him go on another mission, or pulls out another five, or or anything like that. <laughs> you know, it would just it's a, it was a cool concept. Those characters were interesting, and I would like to see more of them. Here, I thought you wanted Oblivion back. Oh. Well, I mean, the Oblivion thing was kind of... It was interesting, but... I don't think you could really do much with him after the ending of Circle of Fire. You know what's weird? Kyle and Oblivion is basically like a forerunner to the Marvel version, which is the Sentry and the Void. 
Yes. Only better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody ever got mad at this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. They didn't have they didn't have to make Kyle agoraphobic to explain away oh, anything. God. Um. <laughs> it was so like Civil War or World War Hulk or something is going on. Everybody's getting beaten to death, and the sentry's in his house, sitting on the couch watching the news. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I would like to see them bring back the fact that there are there are certain villains out there that really, really should be be seen as arch nemeses to Green Lanterns that just, for some godforsaken reason, never are. And I'm thinking in terms of, like, <clears throat> the fact that, that, you know, yes, Mongol and Cyborg Superman were basically Superman villains for the majority of their existences, but they're, they, in, at least in my eyes, they are very blatantly Green Lantern villains. Like, they should... Hal Jordan should hate them more than he hates anyone who ever lived. And, like, Major Force, I think he was a Captain Atom bad guy. Like, that's the guy that killed Kyle's... Well, Kyle's mother. Killed Alex. Yes. I mean, I mean, like, granted, we, we still haven't gotten 100% of the details in the new continuity, but, like, until they say different, I'm gonna... Because we know Major Force still exists, so I'm just gonna assume until they say differently. And yet, like, like that should be a guy, like, for as close as the Human Lanterns are with each other, you would think, like, like <clears throat> if Guy Gardner or Jon Stewart ever just, like, ran into Major Force somewhere, they should try to take his head off, <laughs> just for what he yeah, did. Yeah, but by the same token, Kyle took his head off, and, and for one thing, it doesn't really <laughs> mean much to Major Force, and for another thing... He's kind of like, sometimes he's a villain, sometimes he's not a villain. When's he not a villain? Uh, when he's working for, like, Amanda Waller or something like that. Oh, sometimes she's a villain. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, well, I, you know, the other thing is... Uh, I mean, Mongol, and honestly, that could have been one of your uh, your things to touch on again. Mongol was decided, you know, they decided, oh yeah, let's keep him inside the Sinestro core power battery, oh, which yeah. is now depowered and on Oa. So, I mean, how do you store a villain in a depowered battery? Hmm. And you know they haven't forgot that, though. Because that, because like when they flew that battery there, you saw him right there in front of it or under it or something. I'm 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 remembering that that uh, one issue where like Sinestro is flying the power battery and all of his like Sinestro core people to against like, that shot where they're flying towards us. Like I thought I seem to remember like Mongol is in that shot. Maybe I'm wrong, though. I don't remember. I'm going to have to go back and check that, because I do not remember that. And that would have been very recent. That would have been, like, issue... Four, yeah, or, four five or five or something? Maybe six. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I, 
So you could be in a science cell. Possibly. I doubt it, though. Um, he's, he's living in the sewers of Oa that were prominently featured in War of the Green Lantern. Yeah. He's currently building scions together with Manhunters. <laughs> he's going to take over the planet. Teenage Mutant Ninja Mongols. Teenage Mutant Ninja Mongols. Okay. Okay, so for my final, uh, my final uh, entry here. Oh. What... What I would like to see touched on again <laughs> is that those batch of yellow pterodactyls from the first <laughs> appearance. This is not entirely unrelated to my final one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope I know what it is. But, uh, yeah, you know, like, back at the beginning, Hal Jordan would go off and, he, you know, he'd fight these these menaces or whatever. And and for one thing, like, the reasoning behind it, it's like, well, they're humans, you know, so you have to basically, you know, kill everything that's hurting them. Uh, it, was, it was so ludicrous and ridiculous, and it would not fly now at all. So, I mean, you know, how funny would it be if Hal Jordan goes back to that planet and... <laughs> You know, like, say something like, you know, they evolve differently or whatever like that. They evolve super quick so that even though only five years has passed, you know, for them it's been, like, you know, thousands of years. They're all much more advanced now. And all of a sudden, like, these yellow pterodactyls break out of the cave. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be funny. <laughs> that would, as would mine. Which is basically yours, except taken five million steps okay. further. So I want I want to see if I want to see if not all, but a good number of those villains slash alien threats from the first say year of Hal Jordan's Silver Age career come back in the present day working together to get their revenge. <laughs> their revenge that has been boiling under the surface for decades. Oh. Yeah. I mean, the yellow, the yellow pterodactyl, the invisible destroyer, that giant pink Godzilla monster that just wanted to have friends and not hurt anyone. Oh, <laughs> oh the, the giant Bigfoot creature that he froze in ice. Yes, and the puppet. Oh yeah, the clown puppet. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That that the the ones he murdered should be especially angry. Well, like, what you call it? Like the big giant Bigfoot the, that he froze in ice. Like it would be awesome if, like, all of a sudden, like his son comes to Earth <laughs> to kill everybody that Hal Jordan loves. <laughs> or. Or hell, this this thing's in ice. He's preserved. He could he'd be alive oh, still. True. And he brings he brings his pterodactyls with him. No, the pterodactyls like it would be freaking amazing if like in that cave you say that there's like some kind of quantum singularity. So time has been passing like super quick, <laughs> and they've evolved into a super intelligent race that rivals the Guardians in intellect. Yeah, they're dino saucers. It's great. Oh, man. <laughs> No, all right, how about this, how about this? Okay, so the giant ape thing that got frozen, he was yeah. frozen. He eventually, they're like, a volcano goes off or whatever, yes. he's out. 
and he's he is bloodthirsty for revenge. <laughs> so <laughs> he comes to Earth. He finds that guy or the great grandson of that guy that had the giant head and the mind control ray, <laughs> and he uses that to tame the pterodactyls to, to be his attack dog. <laughs> <laughs> and under threat of t- mind control pterodactyl, he gets those scientists to recreate that giant death ray monster that just wanted to die, and it's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And Hal Jordan's just like, well, first off, since I don't have the yellow weakness, let me slaughter all of these pterodactyls. It's like, alright, so I'll start with you, you, and you, and then... <laughs> And then, have you met Atrocitus? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then I'm going to throw in a couple of uh, honorable mentions. Uh, I would love to see them touch on the Fist of the Guardians again. Of course. I mean, like, you know, they had the perfect opportunity. They're underneath Oa. They're looking at all these these failed creations. They could have just shown, like, you know, like a Manhunter robot that was built slightly different that looked like a Fist of the Guardian. You know what would have been great? Since since underneath Oa, there's a room filled with all of these failed creations. They just had stacks of collateral damage. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they do. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It is behind a door with a giant, like, radiation symbol on it. <laughs> they have giant stacks of them, but they use that, they set them on fire, and that's what keeps the forge going. <laughs> that's what really powers the battery. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is burning forever. <laughs> it's It's got the heat of a thousand suns. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Guy Gardner, Warrior. <laughs> no. No, it's gone. We finally moved on as a society. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, Might as well say, I want back holofoil covers. <laughs> you know, I mean, not for nothing, but in, uh, was it Our, Our Worlds at War? Guy Gardner mm. was dead. He was yeah. dead and he came back to life. Yeah. And they never addressed it at all. That never happened to you? Come on. <laughs> oh, man. Which is hysterical, because during the whole Blackest Night, he was not one that got taken over. It's like they completely forgot the fact that he died. Hmm. <laughs> I think they were paid to forget that yeah. he died. <laughs> Perhaps. Okay. Or, you know what? I'll throw out one more. This is something they did. I didn't read it, but I flipped through it in the store, and I know the... And I like the basic concept. Um, Back when they were doing Countdown, they had Countdown, I think, Arena. Where they basically... They being, I think, the monitors or... I don't care. Somebody plucked up alternate Earth versions of a whole mess of people. Monarch. Like, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> he did that. 
And he basically, he picked out, like, here's the, you know, the Batman from three or four different realities, and you're gonna fight each other, and whoever wins is gonna join my super monarch yes. army. And you'll like it, cause, cause. And they had, like, three different Green Lanterns. I think one was, you know, Green Lantern, Batman, another was, like, Green Lantern from, I don't even know. But the point is, I I think it would be cool to see them, I don't know, play around with that a little bit. You know, like, they don't have to be fighting, and it doesn't have to be whatever versions they use for this one. But just, like, like a one-shot or a part of a story or something where it's, like, it's, like, some sort of, like, I don't, I don't even know why they would do it or how they would justify it, but I just like to see like, like, three different Green Lanterns from three different Earths that we don't usually see just kind of like interact for like an adventure for some reason and then go their separate ways again. Because I mean, it's like it's like the Green Lantern core concept, except you could take it even further. And do it knowing that you don't really have to follow it up with anything because it's a one shot, you know? <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, you know, with, with that that basic principle, you could have Hal Jordan from our universe, or uh, yeah, you could have uh, like Alan Scott from Earth Two, and then throw in I don't know Power Ring. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like you know, like. Yeah, something like that where you just have like any Green Lantern that's not going to normally interact. Like, you know, you could have, you know, Batman, Green Lantern, you could have, you know, our Hal Jordan, and then some other, like Hal Jordan from, uh, what do you call it, uh, Red Sun, Superman Red Sun. Hmm. See, I think it would almost be more interesting if it, if like they made up versions wholesale for this like like give me give me like <clears throat> like guy gardner who became a green lantern at age 17 or something like what would that have been like or well, like what do you call it um isn't uh was it morrison is it was it morris morrison grant, grant morrison, morrison is writing you know, some kind of multiverse comic right now. Oh yeah, multiverse. And like the only now here's the downside with the fifty two. Like the concept of fifty two universes. Fifty two mm-hmm. is not a lot. Like I mean they've had comics in the past. Like I remember there was uh Firestorm with the um uh Jason Rush. Um, It was like, you know, pretty far far along where like they do a a cover, which is a parody of, well, not a parody, but uh, an homage to the, the crisis issue. Death of Supergirl. Uh, And I, I guess that was the death of uh, Jason. I don't know if anybody died in that. I'm pretty sure Jason died in that. I don't think he ever died. I'm almost positive that he did. 
Nah, I don't think he did. Uh, not not Jason, anyway. Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie. Ronnie died. Yeah, oh, he okay. totally died in that series. Anyway, um, the, 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 the basic thing was, like, in the background of that cover, you see, like, you know, tons and tons of alternate idea firestorms, which is so freaking cool just because it's like, okay, the firestorm costume in and of itself is cool looking. So when you just see all, like, these random, you know, characters all made up and whatever in Firestorm costumes from, like, alternate realities, it makes an awesome visual, and you can tell stories where it's like, okay, this guy pops up for three seconds, you'll never see him again, but for those three seconds, he was kind of cool, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, he dies or whatever. It doesn't matter, because you have, like, hundreds and hundreds more. Well, when you have 52... Like, that's so few that each one actually matters. And when each one actually matters, you can't you can't just say, okay, well, I'm going to come up with a Green Lantern concept in three seconds because I'm only going to use it for three panels. No, you can't do that. You actually have to sit down and think about this Green Lantern and the entire universe surrounding this Green Lantern, and it has to be something laid out really, you know, really well because you're taking up one of the 52 and if you do a shitty job with this then you've basically you know you've you've killed an entire universe in in the 52 and they're gonna have to work around your shitty idea you know what i'm saying i i i do but i don't think it's as limiting as you say because i mean look at look at the one main universe we have to deal with right here and look at how many Green Lanterns there are. You know, if... if Like, imagine if the regular DC Universe was an alternate universe. And then all of a sudden, Kilowog from our universe popped into whatever that main universe was. Like, Kilowog isn't an example of every Green Lantern that's in our universe, but he's the one we got for that story. Right, no. I'm not so, talking about, like, as far as how they look... <laughs> No, no, I'm, I know, I'm, I'm just saying, like, like, if somebody comes up with, like, like, I'll just use mine, like, okay, here's, here's, like, 16-year-old Guy Gardner who got a ring in high school. That doesn't mean everything Green Lantern from that universe centers around him, like, their one and only Green Lantern is this 16-year-old kid. They could have, like, they could have, like, however deep and diverse a structure or core or whatever is you could imagine later on. Well, I mean, you know, but that could be the universe where everybody's a teenager. You know, or that could be the universe where <clears throat> Batman's a vampire. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, you want to talk about problems with there being 52 universes. I think trying to assign one overarching theme per universe is... The mo the like the most limiting factor to it like there should not be the the vampire universe and the everybody's a kid universe and the reverse gender universe and the universe where everything's upside down instead of right side <laughs> up just like just like give <clears throat> yeah, but well that but you see that's I think... that's my point in that when you have fifty two universes like you know you you <laughs> do have to be careful. As to which universe, you know, well, you know what's going on in your universe. Like, if there were like you know thousands of alternate universes, then 
you could have a reverse gender universe and nobody would, you know, give a second thought to it because, okay, well, if you have infinite universes out there, then sure one of them, you know, is going to be, you know, alternate genders. And it's just, it's an interesting concept, so let's check it out for an issue. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, look at the main universe we read about, where they've done that story before, and they didn't have to devote their entire universe to it. I mean, hell, like, they're, you know, I didn't plan this as a plug, but whatever. Uh, John and Meg just did a whole episode of Not Young, Just Us about <coughs> about a world without grown-ups, which was, hey, let's let's do a story arc where a bunch of the adults become kids and a bunch of the kids become adults. That didn't become, like, the theme of the DC universe as a whole. That was just a story arc for a month. It's like, it, why would... Like, why would some that kind of story... Like, why would that thing happening in another universe other than the main one have to be the defining trait of that entire universe? Well, I mean, that's the concept of the Elseworlds. In that, if well, you... Like, yeah, you that's... take one idea and you flip it on its head... <clears throat> And you extrapolate, okay, well, if you, if, you know, if this happened, then what would be the end result? And in, like, say, uh, you know, Darkest Night, in, in that one, Batman is chosen to become Green Lantern. Now, you know, okay, so by the end of it, what is it, uh, Superman, Flash, and Wonder Woman all, you know, get called on to be Green Lanterns also, but... Like, by looking at their costumes, you can pretty much guess that they also, you know, have their own, you know, you know, things that they're doing. But the, the thing is, like, the, the, the basic core concept is that Batman is not Batman. He's Green Lantern Batman. And when you have Batman not the way that Batman is, then, like, we know how, how integral... Batman is to the entire DC universe. So if you change him, then the entire universe is going to be changed. Now, you can still have, like, you know, you can still have the Atom, which may be the exact same Atom, you know, on, on the, our universe. And you can, you know, shift in, and there'd be plenty of similarities. But there's enough differences that, you know, you can tell a fun story in that universe and then close it off and never have to revisit it again. That's what you can do when you have a whole bunch of, you know, universes. Listen, I think they're doing it right, right now, as we speak, with the Earth 2 book. Where it's, ba where it's basically just, okay, here is here's a universe. They have superheroes in it. Some stuff's going to be the same. Not all of it go and like it that's it, it, it's it doesn't rely on like one hook you know it doesn't have to it's not relying on like okay everybody's eats everybody's made of sand in this universe so let's tell stories about people made of sand like everybody's evil and all the good guys are bad guys all bad guys are good guys oh <laughs> i like i feel like <laughs> like elseworlds are fun but i feel like it they encourage laziness when it comes to the creativity of other universes sometimes. Well, because I mean, like, like 50, yeah, the knee jerk reaction is to say 52 
isn't a lot of universes. Then you think, they, but you have to think about how much mileage we get out of one. And it's really not. Un- unless you start putting these artificial constraints on these universes of like, well, they can only tell stories that conform to this one theme I'm going to impose on the universe. But, okay, you're looking at it from the point of view that <clears throat> by putting that constraint on the universe, it limits the amount of stories you can tell about that universe. That's because you're well, saying... What I'm you saying can... is, like, I'm looking at it from the point of view that by having the constraint of 52 universes, you you have to, you know, you actually have to think out each universe as, like, a full universe. You can't just have, like, a fun, quick concept universe. You know, like, back at, say, like, way back in the, the Silver Age, where they came up with all these zany concepts of, like, you know, Fat Flash and, you know, Giant Head Flash and, you know, all those weird no crazy stuff or all the superman imaginary stories it's stuff that it happened for an issue and then it was completely forgotten about because it was an imaginary story well when you have infinite universes as they once did you can tell all those stories and it's not an imaginary imaginary story like there's actually a place where all this is actually happening yeah I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about the concept of of alternate universes being a place where where weird spur of the moment concepts and psychotic brain dump ideas can just go and live. I'm talking about like like <clears throat> like just like how the main DC universe is home to to like this big variety of characters and different green lanterns all all with different shapes and sizes and backgrounds and histories and opinions and emotions the that could be true for you know universe number 17 as well you know it does it doesn't have to have any more of an overall theme to it than the regular DC universe does I, I, yeah. And you can still pull like like a random character out of there, have a story with them for an issue, and put them back without that person or what they're like or their actions being a reflection of the total like the total universe he came from. Like if you plus if if Marvel Comics decided to to bring in Kyle Rayner for an Avengers story Kyle Rayner is not going to be like he he won't stand for everything that DC is all about and everything that's that Green Lantern is all about in the main DC universe. He's going to stand for what Kyle Rayner stands for. He's going to be who he is and represent what he represents and then go home. When you're limited to 52 universes, then you have you are forced to do it the way that you're saying you're forced to actually plan out each universe so that it almost to the point that, okay, you know, we're planning out the, you know, the new 52 comics for the main DC universe. And, and basically we, we've heard like some of the behind the scenes stuff from different editors and whatnot about how they really are trying to make it cohesive. Um, 
certain writers have had to rewrite stuff, artists have had to redraw stuff, in that, you know, something has to mesh with another story that's going on over here, so that, they, you know, everything meshes well, and it'll coincide when everything needs to coincide. That's what they're doing for the main DC universe. Now, for Earth 2, you know, like, the only person that's playing in that universe right now is James Robinson. And if anybody is going to be playing in that universe, it's going to be James Robinson talking with, you know, whoever, say Jeff Johns, because they're going to have a crossover and they both need to know, like, all the rules and the plans for this particular universe. Now, Morrison is coming up with the rules for the rest. Like, he's coming up, like... You know, say he wants to touch on Earth 17, 32, 8, you know, 4, and 12. You know, so, like, he has to come up with all the rules and basic concepts for those universes. Like, you know, okay, in this universe, we're going to do something like The Nail, where Superman landed somewhere where you know, he was taught to never, you know, display his powers or anything like that. Okay, well, when you take that and you extrapolate that, then certain things are not going to happen the same way they happen in the regular DC universe. So certain things can't happen, but then if that doesn't happen, then other things are allowed to happen. So that way you can have a Green Lantern story until, you know, maybe Darkest Night or... Um, I don't know, whatever. But the, the bottom line is all this stuff has to work and all these concepts have to be will you know, they have to work in the same universe together. Whereas if you have a story where Batman is a, va is a vampire, like, I mean, you know, Batman's like one of the biggest threats in the DC universe as it is. If you make Batman a vampire then basically the entire world is going to be a vampire in about 10 days. I mean, it's just, it's something. Okay, then don't make, then don't make Batman a vampire. I mean, and that's the thing. Yeah. I that's, mean, it's, that's, that's my bottom line. Like, there are certain things that you can't do in the 52 because it will alter those universes too much to be able to use them the way that you say they need to be used. I, no, I don't agree with that at all. I hope they, I, that, you might as well say that it's going to change the DC universe to have Batman apparently die and be gone for a year. Well, that happened and nothing really changed. The only change was somebody else was dressed like Batman for a few months. A I mean, yeah, a change yeah, like yeah. that, yes, that, that, that's, well, that's a relatively minor change. And it's it's just it's temporary. It takes one year, and then all of a sudden Batman's back. Where but yeah, and Batman becoming a vampire could be temporary too. Okay, if you remember from Countdown, like mm -hmm. there was that one universe where Monarch basically came in, and between him and the uh, what do you call it, the monitors, they ended up like destroying the entire Earth. You know, so I mean, like, yeah. you know, like that's and. and that just wipes that universe basically off the table. Not not the entire universe, 
but if you want to tell any stories on Earth, you know, you're you're playing without an Earth now. What I'm saying is that there are certain stories that and there absolutely like 100% there are stories that you can tell in an infinite universe model that if you try and tell it in a 52 model you're going to set a constraint on that universe that now people are going to have to work around in the future. Like the same thing like if if they make one of the universes the kingdom come universe then which is an awful idea. <laughs> but, but I mean that that's the case. Like one of the, those universes I guarantee you is a kingdom come universe. Then see this that's a, that's the whole thing like like okay yeah of course 52 is going to to seem like it's limited when you actively do things to limit it. I mean, like, as far as I'm concerned, treat you just have to treat each universe like it's the main one and just keep track of what you do there. Like, they're doing that with Earth 2 right now, and yeah, it's only one writer doing it, but you know what, they also... Like, this, this is, again, I hate calling out editors, this is what editors are supposed to keep track of, and what writers and editors are supposed to keep on the same page of. So, just, just do it. I mean, it, I, I feel like this is, I don't want to get off on this too, but like, like saying 52 universes is too limiting, it's too small. That's like, that's like, that takes me back to people saying like the, like the five year timeline of the DC New 52 or whatever is like, well, five years isn't enough time. That's not very long. Five years is a long fucking time. A lot of shit can happen in five years. It's like, just don't force it to be less time than it is or less space than it is. Well, with the five year thing, I mean, as long as you're not like trying to give out specifics and whatnot, then it can be like this kind of nebulous concept that, yeah, you just say everything fits and people have to take it that it fits. <laughs> like, but, <clears throat> like, I feel like I'm the only person on the internet who has absolutely no problem rationalizing how all those Robins could fit into just five years. It's like, yeah, why not? Makes well, sense. They, I think they've, they've gone on record saying that it, it didn't happen in five years. Like the Batman and Robin have been around for longer than the five years as like an urban legend kind of thing. Maybe but regardless of that, like what you're saying as far as, okay, each universe needs to be like well thought out as this universe is. Not even, not even that. Like I'm not saying somebody should sit down and do like, all right, here's the, here's the Bible for earth. Seven, and everybody who's going to write Earth Seven stories follow this. I think it should. It, it's no different than any other comic series. Like if if somebody wants to sit down and write an issue of the Supergirl, and they turn in a script that does not work with the New Fifty Two version of Supergirl. Then the editor goes, oh, oh, sorry, listen, we can't do this or this. you got to change it around because it doesn't fit the interpretation we're going with. 
Same exact thing. If you're going to write a story about Earth-7 Supergirl and you turn in a script that doesn't mesh with what editorial knows has been done with that version of that character before, they send it back and say, no, listen, we you got to adhere to this, this, and this, and you're covered. Okay. All it requires is that DC editorial know what they're doing. <laughs> okay. You just hit the nail on the head as far as the whole issue in that an editor, like the editors that they have in place right now are having a difficult enough time keeping everything on track in one universe. Now all of a sudden you're going to open it up so that they have to keep track of the continuity of 52 <laughs> universes as opposed to, you know, okay, I want to tell this story where, you know, Supergirl isn't actually Kryptonian, she's actually an Atlantean. You know, and it turns out that all of the Kryptonians are future Atlanteans, or, you know, whatever, some bullshit thing. Yeah. Now... Yeah, but it's not, it's not going to be a big ongoing thing, though. Like, you could, like, you could have, like, Superman of Earth 50 show up one time... And that one appearance you have on record could be 100% of what's been established for Earth-50. And it could not show up again for another 10 years. Right, but, you know... Like, it's not like you're trying to, like, figure out these hard and fast rules and continuity for, like, 52 ongoing universes. I, I, I definitely think that... I think it's limiting. I think it's limiting no. because... You know, like, if you if you have, like, a thousand universes, then, you know, you can you can have a cover where you take the the primary firestorm from each of, like, you know, a hundred universes and put them on a cover, and it looks awesome, and maybe some of them you want to know about, maybe some of them you don't want to, you know, care about, and maybe some, you know, like, half of them are killed off in that issue alone. Well, that's from a hundred universes. You still, but you have a thousand universes, so you still have nine hundred more universes worth of firestorms, where they could be anything, you know. So that way, if somebody comes up with a story for a firestorm that they want to tell on an alternate Earth, they can. Or if they want to go back and use one of those firestorms that appeared on that cover that actually lived, they can do that too. You just there's so many more options and. You know, you don't like the idea of the themed universes. You don't like the gender bender universe. You don't like uh, a kingdom come universe. I do, yeah. and I know yeah. that I'm not the only one who does like themed universes like that. Like, well, like, it, like you, a like a robot universe. It was it the Final well, Crisis? Morris, do you like it as a universe or do you like it as a story? I like it as a concept. That's. I like it as a story, okay. and I like it as a concept. And if you had 52 universes that were all as developed as the universe that we're in, and everything is completely different, then, I mean, like, I would have, like, I would have zero interest in that, because that's basically like, you have the DC universe is one universe. You have the Wildstorm universe as another universe. You have the Marvel universe as another universe. Well, as it is, I don't read Marvel universe comics. I don't read Wildstorm comics because I don't care about that stuff. But if there's a DC comic, you know, or a, a Superman comic where in this universe it's Superman 
He goes by the name Superman, but he's a robot. Because everybody's a robot in this universe. Then I think that's a nifty concept, and I'll read it for a story. And after that, I'm not going to care. You know, like, I just want one story. I want a book like Arena, where you can just grab three Green Lanterns or three Supermen or three Batmen, use them for an issue, and then... I never have to see them again if I don't, if I don't want to, but they can keep doing that and they can keep doing that forever because they have an infinite amount of universes to pick from. And you can still have that with 52 without the theme because I mean like Superman's been replaced by robots in this universe or the pre-52 universe but or whatever. What I'm saying is I it's, like the concept of a universe where everybody's been replaced by like by robots or in that that universe, everybody is robots. And it's just a fun concept to play with that I see, and right, then so, that's it. So you like you like placing a constraint on the on each of these universes. If it's a universe And then and then complain about it because there's not enough of them to remain interesting because you've placed constraints on all of them. Well, that's why I don't like the fifty two. To stop putting constraints on the universe. I don't want to put. I don't want to put constraints on the universes, and I don't want a limited yes, amount. You do. No, I don't. Uh, well, you can't okay. have everything, and just and for. I want to put constraints on universes, and I want more than fifty-two of them, so that once I put the constraint on it, then afterwards, if it turns out that that didn't work out so well, or the entire universe blows up, doesn't matter because there's still a million more after that. I mean, it's 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 conceptual stuff. Like, I want to see something where, you know, they come up with a concept where the entire DC universe is underwater and everybody is a fish person. And I only want to see that for maybe a few panels because it's a cool visual. And then they go to another universe and I never have to see that again. But it was a cool concept and it was fun and that's it. That's a complete waste. Like, that's... Like you don't devote that to it. Like, like that's like saying, like, well, I want a zombie from another universe to be in to show up in my story. Therefore, I need to have an entire universe made up of nothing but zombies. Well, like, why can't why can't you just have like there there are some zombies <clears throat> on this other universe and one of them got through? Why does it have to be the whole the whole because universe? Because I like the concept of a themed universe like that. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes concept alone isn't enough. And sometimes, for me, I enjoy it. Well, then you're going to be pissed off because there's only 50. Exactly. And just for this, just, <laughs> just as a note, I'm looking at that Firestorm cover, and there's like less than 40 Firestorms on here. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Because I mean, you like, you want, you want infinite potential. That's, that's it. I want infinite potential. I, I want to be able to... Like, if an artist or a writer has, like, an interesting idea, you know, for an entire themed universe, then I want to see what that is without an editor saying, it's like, sorry, all of our universes have plans, you know, or we only have ten universes that you know left that we can attribute ideas to, and we don't like yours enough to actually give people that visual. You know, like, like, <laughs> I want, like, you say somebody comes up with an idea where, like, you know, 
all the superheroes are made out of crystal. I, I don't know, something whatever. You know, or, you know, a steampunk universe. I, that's a cool visual that you see, and, you know, maybe they, they tell, you know, a story about it or whatever. And then afterwards, it's done. But you got a fun story. It takes place somewhere in this infinite multiverse, you know, and then you go and for your your actual world building universes, you read the main 52, you read Earth 2, or you read multiverse, you know, multiversity, if that's going <clears> to, <throat> multiversity is probably going to, like, I'm going to be disappointed because there's only 52 universes. But ultimately, you're probably going to be disappointed, too, because they are going to go with themed universes. It's just that you're only going to get 52 of them. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think like, I'm with you. I, I like seeing, like, creative ideas, just, like, seeing people just run with it and just, like, being as, like, weird but smart about it as they can. I just, like, I just don't think, like, you necessarily even need to go the, the other universe route to have some of this stuff. I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> like we just had like you want to you want a story about a zombie universe? Okay, we well how go read Black as Night. The whole theme of that is basically the universe is overrun with zombies now, and you got the zombie versions of all of these pre-existing characters that we'll recognize. So like you can like at its I'm not as core. Like I'll say, like that's kind of like in the spirit of an alternate zombie universe kind of story. You know, it's like some lanterns and Mera and the Atom get thrown into a zombie universe, and here's Zombie Hawkman, here's Zombie Everybody, go. You know, and they did it without going to a, a zombie universe. You know, like there's with all of the bizarre crap that goes on in the DC continuity. They can do this kind of stuff without having to explain it away as a multiverse thing. But there's thing. one difference between having a Blackest <clears throat> Night storyline where you're basically looking at a zombified DC universe and an alternate universe that's nothing but zombies. And the major difference is, at the <clears throat> end of the DC universe zombie story, the good guys are going to win. Mm-hmm. And what's the difference if you never see it again? The, the difference is it's just it's like in the other, in the alternate universe zombie universe where the, the good guys lose and everybody ends up turning into zombies. It's like that's the end of the story, you know. The zombie everybody's a zombie. The good guys lost. Yeah, it's a bleak story, but that's how it went for that particular universe. It's like you said, infinite potential. I like the idea that you can play with <laughs> infinite potential. Yeah. Well, then you can. You have like I would like I would argue like the concept, the very concept of the Green Lantern Corps offers infinite potential. Which is anybody who's writing Aquaman has has access to infinite potential no. for stories. Not, yeah. Not even you close. can you. For the amount for the amount of stuff we don't know about the bottom of the ocean or what like all we don't know what all is even on our own planet. You could do anything you want. There is 
there's okay, there's definitely a tremendous amount of potential. I'm not going <laughs> to say there isn't, but like if the the writer that's writing Aquaman can't tell a story where what if Superman is rocketed into the ocean and Superman becomes Aquaman? You know, like that's the kind of story that you can't tell. <laughs> All right, let me ask you this: What would you, how would you feel about DC giving? Because they do like like um, what was it DC Universe Presents or whatever, which is like they're brave and or brave and the bold or okay. something. What what so like it's not beyond beyond possibility that they could bring back some kind of Elseworlds book. I don't care what they call it. What if they brought that back, but it was not assigning worlds to those stories? I'd be fine with that. Like, they, they would just say, like, okay, here's the story, and the first story is, what if Batman was Darkseid's mother? And there, there we go. And it doesn't take place in the multiverse. This is just a story. This is just, like, a what-if kind I, of thing. I think assigning numbers... <laughs> To the multiverse is a stupid idea. Well, I'm, I'm just saying in general, like, this is not a story that, like, like let's use the old term of this is an imaginary story. This is just a, a weird, fun story for the sake of a weird, fun story. Go have fun. I mean, like, like, I would definitely like to read that because, I mean, like, like you know, it's it has potential. Like, you know, it could be the story that I want to read. So I, I'm going to pick that up. Like, you know, the, the Elseworlds brand, I don't think Elseworlds should be tied into the New 52. Because, I mean, like, you know, God forbid they might actually want to do something where the whole New 52 counts on each other for some, you know, multi multiverse event, crisis, whatever. I don't know. They're probably leading up to some kind of crisis. But... You know, like when uh, when they did that with uh, was it uh, with Countdown, and they were actually hopping from universe to universe, and they went to you know the gender bender universe, and they went to the uh, the vampire universe. Like, I actually I didn't like that. Like, I don't want to see my universe's Kyle Rayner interact with the people of that universe for this you know this mindless story. Like, I am much happier just having this universe off on its own, doing its own thing. That, you know, Green Lantern, that Superman, that whatever, never has to interact with anything from the main universe. You know, like, because once you do that, then all of a sudden they become aware of the differences. And when they become aware of the differences, like, that changes the dynamic. You know, like, if you're going to do the, the arena concept... Then you can take these different characters, you can put them on a, a neutral zone, and when they're all done, you wipe their memories. So, like you know, you can say that once they go back, they never have you know they never have any recollection of this happening. But while they were here, you know, here's the fun story that we're gonna tell. You know, like set up some kind of you know like if you had kind of like what uh what Marvel has with the Watcher or the Celestials. Or Eternity, where you have these cosmic characters, just pluck three characters, you know, to go on some weird adventure on another multiverse, 
where only the three of them can can do it, so that it would be like a Brave and the Bold kind of team up. You know, it has no effect on anything. It's just a fun story to read with these different concept Green Lanterns or Hawkmen or Adams or whatever. What do we start out talking about again? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Uh, so hey, guess what? What's that? Super Show is happening next year. I knew that. It you did not shut up. Two thousand. I'm sorry. Twenty thirteen. CGS Super Show. Saturday and Sunday, April, April sixth and seventh at the Greater Reading Expo Center in Reading, Pennsylvania. I cannot tell you how surprised I am that they have dates already. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I, because they, I think it was just like a week or two ago they announced on CGS that C, that uh, Super Show will be happening, but, you know, they, the pants gave the general, like, you know, I can't say anything yet, we're still trying to dot some I's and cross some T's, so I figured it would be a few months. Mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> I think it was actually Chad who reposted from Comic Geek Speaks Facebook page, they announced the dates. I was like, huh? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, I will be going. I assume you will be going, and... Yeah, I guess so. Lauren and little baby Cornelius. Okay. First off, it's James. Um, oh, is James not... is coming from Ireland? <laughs> James is not born yet as we record this. Um, no, I'll definitely be there. Uh, it remains to be seen whether or not Lauren and James will be coming. Only because, like, he's going to be, I guess, uh, maybe like seven months old or so at that time. Well, you got to learn to party sometime, Jim. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll we'll see. But, uh, no, I'll definitely be there. I'm going to start making announcements to my family and, <laughs> uh, and friends. Anybody that plans on having any giant life events that they want me to be a guest as, don't play it Super Show Weekend because I ain't gonna be there. God, you should uh, play a Peter. You should pull a Peter Griffin and just call out dead, and then be like, "All right, I'll see you tomorrow." <laughs> what do you do? He he called. Oh no, no, he wanted to go to the baseball game, so he called his office and he was like, "Hi, boss. I can't come into work today. My whole family was killed in a horrible plane crash. I'll see you tomorrow." <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, okay, so Lantern Cast will, you know, well, we'll be representing Lantern Cast for sure. Uh, once, uh, once like, we start getting information as far as, you know, tables and stuff like that, we will almost certainly have a table once again at Super Show. Oh, my God. You could get listeners to sign your baby. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Oh, so all of a sudden you don't like our listeners? You don't want them to click on our links and download our voices? Well, I mean that's, that's you don't appreciate nice, them, but uh, they're not they're not signing the baby. <laughs> Fine, see if your baby goes up in value. Maybe you should have a baby and then have the listeners sign your baby. Jim, are you coming on to me? No. <laughs> Well, that was good. We had, like, more than a half hour where we just debated whether or not the 52 was enough universes. <laughs> yeah, what was this episode even about? 
I was going to do a pop topic, you were going to do a pop topic, and then we were going to talk about Super Show. This worked out well, because I didn't really have anything. Great! <laughs> yes, but so, yeah, so the, I'm, I'm actually immensely glad that they had Super Show dates already, because I'm already in the thick of planning 2013's con season. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> it helps me a lot to know when... Now I need to know when Mocha is. This should, this should actually make it easier, because... Super Show and Mocha are usually, like, the first two weeks of May, and I always have to, like, pick one. So are they Mo- definitely having Mocha? I believe so. I mean, they moved the museum. They closed but the But I don't know. Oh, yeah, they close it, but, like, it's going somewhere else. Provided that they follow what they've been doing, and they still have that in May, then that shouldn't be a conflict anymore. Um, I don't think that's in May. Mocha was in... I think it's it must, wasn't it like like the the last day of April or something. Um, I believe last the last time they had a well, I don't remember about this past year, but the last time they had a Super Show, I believe Mocha was like two weeks prior to Super Show. Mm, I don't remember. I'm gonna look it up. Mocha Fest 2012 was April 28th and April 29th. <clears throat> so the final the final weekend of April, and I'm pretty sure that yeah, last like the year prior, um, it was like it was either that weekend or it was uh, the weekend prior, or maybe it was the last weekend, but it was like you know there was still like five more days in April. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember, like, there have been years where I couldn't do Mocha because of Super Show, and it was, like, the weekend right after Super Show kind of thing. I don't remember. Well... No, uh, it definitely was. The, uh, the, I think the earlier Super Shows... There's been, like, three. <laughs> three Super Shows in episode 300. Uh, Did you uh, go to 300? No. Super Show was my first. Uh... You cannot count episode number things as super shows. Episode 300 was clearly the forebearer to Super Show. Great. It's like it's super, super Show, show. Zero. No. Yes. Absolutely. No, no. no. Yeah, because episode 100 and 200 <clears throat> were basically like almost like invitation only kind of things or no, not it was an invitation. I think maybe 100 was invitation only. But 200 it was like People that, you know, were local and on the forums would stop by. And 300 was the one where they finally said, let's have some of our, you know, the creator friends, you know, come on down to the comic store. You didn't need a golden ticket? No. I went with my brother. It was fun. The one that looks like you? Or the other one? I don't know which one looks like me. The one that looks like you? Nobody, nobody looks like me in my eyes. You better hope your son does. Oh! Nobody currently born looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Yes. Yeah. Should we, uh, close? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, you want this to be a website exclusive. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> way too big for that 
hour and a, hour and forty. Nice. <laughs> well, I think there was some time that uh, we were talking before the uh, episode. Yeah. Hey, do you ever do that thing? I find myself doing it a lot. Where like when I'm listening to a podcast and someone on the show references how long they've been recording, I immediately look at the time and see like. Like, okay, based on that, oh, they've cut out, like, ten minutes, or, wow, they don't edit anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm always... Well, I mean, I, I <clears throat> barely get to listen to podcasts anymore. Oh, you poor sap. I have, like, no time. Like, I have an episode of uh, Gotham Girls that yeah. I want to listen to. I think it was the second issue, the second episode. I that... still haven't gotten to listen to that. Yeah, they've teased that they're going to do a commentary or something on the Catwoman movie. I am waiting for that. Uh, that's that that that's a podcast that I love uh, when when I actually you know get like a solid block of time. Um, that's when I download the uh, the CGS episodes and mm-hmm. try and you know listen to a few of them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to uh, Geek Fight. That just that just doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's anyway, but uh, what you call it? I like I like the Not Young Just Us podcast. It's just that I don't, and I know it's a good show, and I've seen a few episodes. <laughs> I'm entertained every time I watch it. I just don't actively care about. Young Justice or Teen Titans or anything like that. Yeah. Well, you don't need to because it's. I mean, we've said this a lot, and it's true. It's a DC Universe show. I know. It's just for some reason. Like you liked Justice League Unlimited, you yes. will like. You will like Young Justice. I, listen, <laughs> I watch it and I don't dislike it. Like when I catch a show, <clears throat> I enjoy it. I just don't care enough to actively like really try to catch every episode and follow it. I haven't seen every episode and I didn't see the beginning so I'm not completely invested (laughs) in it. Listen, I have season one on DVD. I will loan it to you. There's no point because I'm not going to get to it. What, you think you're going to be sleeping once this kid's born? You will have so much time awake. Oh no, I mean I won't watch it because I won't care to put it in the DVD player. It's, uh, like, I mean, I have Netflix. I could rent it if I wanted to. Is it on Netflix? Uh, well, the, the DVD. The, the, you know, rent the DVD thing. I don't think it's on Netflix. Yeah, whatever. Um, okay, so if you want to contact us, you can do so at lanterncast at gmail.com. You can go to our website, lanterncast.com, where, and uh, we've, we've been making some upgrades, uh, we have a link to our Facebook page, link to our Twitter, a uh, link to our forum, um, and then occasionally we have some news on there, we've got a gallery, uh, we'll probably, we'll, we'll definitely be updating the gallery after uh, New York Comic Con, <laughs> so I guess by the time they hear this. It's up, and it, <laughs> and it looks swell. <laughs> Uh, and then also I've been making some upgrades to the uh, the episodes section so that when you click on the episodes, you know, you, you, you mouse over the episodes list 
comes up with a little pull-down menu, so you can either go to just the Lantern Cast episodes, just the Mosaic episodes, or just the Elseworlds episodes. And if you mouse over Lantern Cast, then it's going to give you like a better like idea as far as if you just want to listen to our interview episodes or just the website exclusives or, you know, different things along those lines, just like the, you know, the old Silver Age reviews that we do of the beginning Green Lantern comics, all that stuff. going to be much easier to find on the website. And uh, if you want, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes and uh, just... Just do a search for Green Lantern, and we're finally going <laughs> to pop up Yes, yes. the top hey, row of Green Lantern results you, for podcasts. You did a good job there, Jim. <sighs> you, even got, you even got our current logo. Yes. Yeah, I fixed that, too. Yeah, just look for the new logo. It's it's on there now. Yes. I'm, I'm very, very happy about that. Yes. Um, also, and I'm going to have to add this link to the website soon, but... Uh, we are now available on Stitchum as well. Stitcher. Stitcher. Don't take that out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was thinking of Hal Ketchum. Of course you were. What? What? Ash Ketchum? <laughs> no, I was talking about the country singer. <laughs> oh, okay. I was thinking of Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Wow. Yeah, Stitcher it is. <laughs> yeah, we're on Stitchy, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know what that means as far as us being on Stitcher. It's like it's just another like podcatcher kind of service. Mm-hmm. It's so, like good for like mobile phones and stuff. And in cars that are equipped with Stitcher, that's kind of cool. Okay. I'll have to. I'll actually have to like look into that and see what the hell it all means. We suck. Why do people listen to us? Oh, uh, what are you talking about? This this episode is gold. Some Did of those look- some of those numbers have to be you on different computers, right? These these people, you know, they're they're gonna be like listening to this episode and they're gonna be like screaming at the uh, the podcast, either in favor of my you know my argument for more than 52 universes or more in favor of yours. Okay, so not so much yours, but uh-huh, maybe uh-huh. a couple of people. <laughs> Listen, the only way that your supporters will outnumber mine is if magically there was an infinite number of universes for them to populate. And that was funny. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I must, I must have told a Jim Ford joke. And if you want to leave a voicemail... To actually say, like, you know, which one you prefer, which, uh, <laughs> which, uh, I guess, view of the multiverse you prefer, then just call in 708-LANTERN. Or, instead of that crap, how about chiming in on the actual topic? Like, what thing from Green Lantern history would you like to see them revisit or mention or have a sequel to or reimagine or whatever. There was a topic to this? A a little bit. Don't worry. We didn't, we didn't let it last long. Uh, Yeah, that's right. Or, or go to the forum and, uh, and, and, you know, start up a conversation in our talk back thread. Yes. So I think we covered all the bases. Yeah. Keep checking the, uh, 
the the website because we're also going to have I, I already have a blog on there, but uh, we're going to have more blogs on there. And uh, I have three that I almost wrote. That does nobody any good. It makes me feel better. And yeah, and there will be other lantern casters writing blogs, especially for the website as well. And those will be coming just around the corner. In fact, they may be on the website by the time this episode goes up. They're there right now, and it's glorious. You should definitely go check it out. I, I gotta, I gotta okay. create a button for for the blogs up at the, the top of the site. Also, I'm gonna go. No, you did, and it looks great. I'm gonna go click it again oh, right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. I did in the future. Yeah. Hey, look at here. That's that. That was the right. button. Yes. That was it. I'm seeing blogs in front of my eyes. Actually, I think that's from the 53rd universe that you're seeing. Uh, it can't be. <laughs> can't be. Oh, no, it timed out. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just crash the website for everybody. <laughs> no, I did, but by the time this goes up, it'll be fixed. Oh, man. <laughs> oh... We've been we've been closing this episode for twenty five minutes. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Good night, everyone. So long. So do you have, like, like an itinerary for your Friday at New York? Oh, please. Or are you, are you just going to, like, hopefully wander into a few specific people and then go home? Well, um, okay. As it stands, I have a Green Lantern ornament that I need to bring to Daniel HDR. Is it the Hal Jordan one? Yes. Okay. The one from Hallmark? Yes. Um... Yeah, because he, he had commented on it, like, back at Christmas. <laughs> oh, like, is it, like, for him, or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I, 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 found, uh, I found one, and I picked it up for him. Cool. Um, it's just that since he lives in Brazil, I just never got a chance to mail it. I was going to say, they have Christmas there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I need to go say hi to him. Um, at some point, I'm definitely going to want to say hi to uh, Edgar. Yes. Um, I definitely need to stop by and say hi to Katie Cook. I still haven't seen Edgar ever. <laughs> really? Yeah. Not ever? Not ever. In person, maybe, at least. Maybe you did, but you just didn't realize it was him? No, I think I'd remember. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm going to see if Katie Cook is willing to do an art trade. Oh, like something you drew for something she draws? Well, I mean... More so the uh, the Gronk Vinylmation. Oh, oh, are you interesting? So, because I mean, I have the Gronk and I have the a, a mini Vinylmation of uh, Kite. Hmm. So, um, I'd like to get a piece of art for James. 
So. You mean your son, right? Yes. This is very going to get very confusing. You really what? should have thought this through. You should have thought of us before you named your baby. <laughs> I mean, technically, I wanted to name him Jimmy, but Lauren hates the name Jimmy. and She, she calls you Jimmy. Jimmy all the time. She calls me Jim. No, no, no. And, and she doesn't like she doesn't like it. Anytime I have ever heard her talk about you verbally or in text form, it's always been Jimmy. Hmm. Does that mean she doesn't like you? <laughs> no, just the name. Um, yeah, no, she has an uncle that has the same name, and she doesn't like him. So why does she call you Jimmy? I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to want to run into you and Chad. Um, I know I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is a very good chance that I will actually have your birthday gift there. I Oh, God, I didn't even remember I had a birthday. <laughs> I mean, I remembered. <laughs> James, that has to go in. Put that in after the credits. God. <laughs>